Hello and welcome to the Agility Transformation Podcast. This show is for those of you interested in new angles on helping Agile transformations to be successful. Have you ever invested time in an Agile transformation only to see it fade away? Or discover that some folks want it and others don't? That's exactly what this podcast will help you with. By the end of each show, you'll have concrete creative ideas and ways to facilitate self-sustaining Agile success. You'll hear interviews with special guests from around the world in a variety of fascinating fields from professional coaching, organizational psychology, systems coaching, Agile frameworks, roles, and more. I'm your host, Kelly Fiday. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Agility Transformation Podcast. So my name is Kelly Fiday. And the purpose of this podcast is to explore agile transformation and the various approaches that can help make it successful. So in addition to agile and agile coaching per se, we're also going to be exploring culture, um, professional coaching skills like from the International Coaching Federation, um, approaches like systems thinking and process work. So in terms of my background, I'm both an agile coach and a professional coach. Um, in particular, I'm interested not only in transformation, but in agile leadership, what that looks like. So basically, as a coach, I go shoulder to shoulder with my clients. Um, I believe my clients are already creative, resourceful, and whole. And I'm just there to facilitate the process of them discovering their best selves, their best scenarios, and helping them to hold themselves accountable to those and to make them happen. So I bring about 25 years of experience in consulting from uh, in various verticals, like Fortune 500s to startups in various areas, manufacturing, financial services, healthcare marketing. In terms of my formal background, I'm a PCC. I'm a professional certified coach through the International Coaching Federation. Um, I'm also a certified coactive professional coach and a certified organizational and relationship systems coach, kind of a mouthful. I'm also certified Marshall Goldsmith stakeholder centered coaching coach. On the agile side, I am a, a safe consultant, a, a scaled agile consultant 4.6, a certified scrum master and professional uh, project manager. But the core of my work is actually based on something called process work that uh, was invented by Arnold Mendel, combining um, things like systems thinking, um, neurological approaches around awareness and meditation, as well as his background in quantum physics. Um, so really interesting stuff, really powerful stuff. Um, I also bring background um, in systems thinking, nonviolent communication, and improv. And I have a PhD from Vanderbilt University. Um, and I'm a rock climber and a mom and love the outdoors. Um, and love agile and transformation because I think it's so important and makes the world a better place. So some of the topics that we're going to cover in this podcast around transformation will be agile transformation or otherwise. So we'll look at leverage points like um, from systems thinking, what's an intervention to try. Um, one of my favorite systems thinkers is... Um, Donella Meadows. She's sort of like my patron saint of systems thinking. Um, and we're also going to explore one of my passionate areas, which is bringing um, the skills and mindsets of professional coaching, the professional coaching world through the International Coaching Federation 
to agile coaching. So um, a lot of agile coaching is just content coaching. Like here's how you do this process in agile or, oh, by the way, we're supposed to be more collaborative and respectful. But when we start to talk about values-based ways of working like in agile, basing our work around things like respect, um, collaboration, risk-taking, experimentation, um, that actually involves behavior change, and that is not an easy thing for anybody. Uh, and I have a lot of respect for what that takes, and it actually takes more than training. So a common failure point in Agile transformations is that a company says, we want to try Agile or we want to go Agile, so they get some training, and then there's a little bit of Agile practice uh, for a while, and then it uh, usually uh, fades. And there's often many reasons for that, and often uh, there's so many variables, but um, one of the uh, change models that I like to leverage is the ADCAR model. And in ADCAR, you look at desire before knowledge. So you, you, know, you realize that if you just go in and train people or even give them coaches, it'll, it'll fail for sure, unless they see what's in it for them. So that's the desire part. And it will also probably fail unless they have awareness, like what are we doing, why are we doing it? So that involves another interest of mine and a real passion of mine, which is agile leadership. Um, what does agile leadership look like um, for middle management levels and for senior management? Um, a traditional approach is to do order giving and order taking. So for a leader to say, okay, all you teams, you 20 teams or you 2000 teams, I'm requesting that you do Agile and then they're out of it. Um, but the, the, the approach that typically is sustainable is an approach where the leaders actually become involved in Agile themselves. They start changing the ways they work and lead and then bottom line benefits are just the outcome of that. Where we do have Agile metrics today um, that there are empirically proven benefits around time cost and quality of doing agile but if you do agile just as a process it's probably not going to hang around because you don't have that deeper what's in it for me and you don't have the deeper base in the values of what does it look like in our environment to work very respectfully or very collaboratively with each other what would that look like and what's one small initial step that we could take to move in that direction um, so around the topic of bringing professional coaching skills to agile coaching, we'll probably look at topics like how do you work with groups who have conflicting interests? Probably none of you listening to this has ever been in that situation. No, I'm kidding. Like probably everyone listening has been in that situation. And we'll ask powerful questions like, say someone's complaining, everything's awful, this thing, we're never going to do it. So we learn to ask powerful questions like, what's the need behind your complaint? So basically, we look to create movement where there may be no movement. And we get really interested, if there's no movement, what's, what's stuck? Um, how do we work with that from a transformation perspective? Maybe it needs to be a little more stuck. Um, maybe it's stuck because it's an old way of working or being that needs to die. So maybe the movement isn't growth, maybe it's death. So um, getting very curious around what's the movement that needs to happen. Another option that or a topic that we're going to explore in this podcast has to do with 
another interest of mine, which is roles. So we look at outer roles and inner roles. So an outer role is a title, like a CEO or a director or a developer. Um, an inner role is your inner champion or your cautious one, your cautious part of you, or your risk taker part of you, your adventurer or your revolutionary. So outer roles and inner roles. So we start probably with outer roles and say, if we look at this role, say a new scrum master role or a new product owner, how well is that role occupied on say a scale of one to 10? Or how poorly occupied is it? Is there role fatigue? If it's say a four on a scale of one to 10 in terms of how well it's occupied, what would it take to move that four to a five? Um, you know, even a chihuahua can eat a whole elephant, one can of dog food at a time. So we don't try to boil the ocean here. We just look for small steps. Um, so I also mentioned agile leadership is an interest of mine, very passionate about it. So we'll talk, cover that. And we'll also talk to uh, people who are new in their roles, like um, new scrum master what is, and a former project manager. What's it like for you transitioning over from being a project manager to a scrum master? How are you navigating that? Same thing with a product owner. Um, you're a new product owner. What's that like for you? What's different from your old job? Are you full-time? Are you half-time? Is it an add-on to your, your real job? Did your company actually restructure the HR roles? So we'll talk to new product owners in this podcast as well. And then also focusing in on agile leadership, a particular interest of mine is something that I call the lost layer. And it's, it's middle management often in agile transformations, uh, or I call it, what's my job description in agile? So traditionally people count their career progression by how many people they manage. So if you manage 20 or 200, you're more important and more advanced in your career than if you manage two um, in a traditional approach. And so often in agile transformations, um, agile managers, um, and by that I mean manager, senior manager, director, senior director, sometimes associate vice president levels, um, often they will make a transition from being less operational and less tactical to more strategic. Um, and that's sometimes a difficult transition and there's no one right answer. Um, if I were to give, make one comment about it, it would be look at the core of Agile, which is empirical process control. And what that means is try something uh, in a short time frame, like two weeks or two days, observe it, fail fast, and then adjust and adapt as you go. So the last layer, and then uh, I'm also really passionate about C-level Agile leadership. Um, for one of my clients, I'm teaching a course um, on Agile and Lean for leaders, which is for their C-level, so very excited about that course. And then some of our topics in the podcast will be uh, probably more technical topics and maybe Agile mechanics, because I know that when people are new to Agile, um, they can't do Agile just from a training, and they often can't even do it just from having a coach sort of whispering in their ear. It helps them to see it done uh, and to be observed, to get regular feedback for months and years, not days and weeks. Um, and I think that's a really critical distinction for companies to understand. Um, growing a baby over nine months takes time, and raising a child takes 
years. It's so uh, learning agile is like learning a language uh, or growing a child. So some of the tech topics we may look at is what's a value stream? How do you identify waste in a value stream? Actually, that could be non-technical as well. And we also may look at technical topics like DevOps, uh, the hot topic lately. It's saving companies millions, probably billions by now, according to Gartner. Um, and what are some ways to make some of these tech to topics easy and accessible for companies? Because a really common challenge that I've seen for companies is um, that the coaches will come in or an agile group or a person and will see that the company can benefit from certain technical types of agile but the challenge is explaining those technical types of agile to the decision makers around budget huge challenge um, so we'll talk in this podcast about what are some easy ways to translate um, not only the benefits of some of these technical agile approaches like DevOps and removing waste in a value stream by increasing your automation levels along your deployment pipeline, for example, not only how to explain those topics, but um, how to make actually starting out on those topics um, easy or easier for companies and for decision makers who may not be technical. So that's a quick overview of um, some of my best hopes for this podcast. So just to finish off sort of, uh, you know, I mentioned best hope and that's actually a skill from the world of professional coaching where you can ask people, so what are your best hopes for this thing? Like, what are your best hopes for this podcast? What are my worst fears and what are the resources around um, to help those best hopes come true and prevent the worst nightmare from coming true. So my worst nightmare is nobody benefits. Um, my best hope is that people really get something out of this podcast, that it's fun, that it's informative, and that they say, hey, that was a, a good use of my time during my commute or watching this on YouTube. So thank you for listening, and I hope to see you in future episodes. And on my website, agilitytransformation.com, you'll see a uh, subscribe button either to YouTube or to the podcast. So thank you again and wishing you all the success in uh, any agile or transformations that you may be working on. That's it, folks. Thanks for listening to the Agility Transformation podcast with me, Kelly Fiday. If you like what you heard, feel free to pass along our website, agilitytransformation.com. You can subscribe on our website or find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube. Be sure to check out our site for previous podcasts. Join us next time, and until then, be curious, adjust and adapt, and be agile.